This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Genesis chapter 32, all the way in chapter 32, and we're in verse 1, and we're Jacob is headed back home. It's homecoming time. It's time for him to get back where, where he is from and take his family, and so he heads out on his way. Now, there's an interesting little passage or little side note that's mentioned here, and it's important because I think oftentimes we get so caught up and I guess engulfed by the physical, the best way to describe it is, and it is important that we understand that the physical comes from the spiritual, and I'm going to say over and over again over time and as we're studying, everything that is physical came from something that is spiritual, and the Bible clearly says that all things that were made by him, this is John chapter 1, and nothing that was made was not made by him, meaning that everything that was created in the beginning was created by God, and so everything that came from him would come from the spiritual because God himself, God the Father, is spirit and he's unapproachable light and uh, he is He is not He is not physical at all, but everything that is physical came from him and Jesus is the physical manifestation of him. God the Father is the will of God, God the Son is the physical manifestation of God, and God the Spirit is the power, the presence and the work of God in our lives. And so the Holy Spirit leads and guides and direct us, directs us. So understanding that and understanding that the spiritual is the initiator and the physical is the result of that, you can understand some important things about Scripture. And understanding that will help you have a eternal perspective on things. And I think that's very important because remember, eternal life is by definition what is it's the life that God lives. It's by definition what God does. He is eternal in his life. He is eternal in his his existence. I know that's the best way to say it. He exists in eternal life. He is the author of all life. And so when you're dealing with God, you need to understand that the spiritual is in place and the physical is a manifestation of the spiritual. Now, understanding that allows you to have a proper view of the situations, the universe, how we're operating, what's going on around us, what's happening around us. And understanding that also allows you to see that God is obviously in control because the spiritual is controlling the physical in every situation and in every way. And so it says in verse 32, verse 1, so Jacob went on his way. He went the way God told him to go. He told him to gather his family and go back to where he's from. And he is doing what God has told him to do. He is on his way. Now notice, that's Jacob's way. 
And when I say Jacob's way, that's Jacob's way that God has made for him. And every one of us has our own way, and that way is the way God has made for us. We also have our own way that we make for ourselves. Now, those are two separate ways, and one leads to life and the other leads to destruction. And so when you're deciding which way to go, remember, you're going to decide one of two ways. You're going to decide God's way, you're going to decide to walk the path he's made for you, or you're going to decide to walk the path that you want to walk on your own, or you're going to walk the path somebody else has made for you. Don't walk those paths. My father-in-law one time went to the doctor and he had a bad pain in his shoulder. And uh, when he stuck his arm above his head to reach behind him, it would just emanate in great pain. And uh, my father-in-law's in his 80s. And he, this was back when he was in his late 70s, maybe four, five, six years ago. And he, would, he went to the doctor and he said, Doc, listen, I got this pain in my shoulder. When I do this, I reach back over my head and I try to grab something over my head. I have this huge pain in my shoulder. And the doctor said, don't do that. And you go, that's not doctrine. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's really no reason for you to have to all the time be reaching back over your head to grab something. And if that's the only time your shoulder hurts, then you shouldn't reach back there and do that. That doesn't make sense to do that. Why would we have major surgery or introduce drugs to your system when all that needs to be done is that you don't do certain things that, that are hurtful? The same is true with God. Why continue on your own path, which is proven to be unfruitful, it's proven to be it's proven to be painful, it's proven to be very difficult and proven to be empty in its purpose and empty in its life. Why continue along that path when God's got a path for you and that path is led by the Holy Spirit and that path is provided for by the Son and that path is is prepared for by the will of the Father? Why would I continue down my own path when God has a path for me? I wouldn't. And Jacob is finally figuring that out and he's on the path that God made for him. And notice Right after it says, so Jacob went on his way, the angels of God met him. Notice angels, plural, so that is literally the angelic host. I'm sure it's not all of them, but I'm sure it's many of them because God God puts a S on the end of that. It's not an S in Hebrew. It's some kind of chicken scratch, but uh, he puts a plural word there. The angels of God met him. Notice when we're on the path, the angels of God are there along the path. They're the guides along the path. They're the ones along the path to help us along. And that's not just spiritualizing everything. That's actually true. That's actually biblical truth. Are not angels ministering spirits sent to minister unto the saints of God? They're all along the path of our lives. I wish you could see the angels in worship when we're having worship. I'm going to tell you, many of y'all come to church just fired up about having some worship with Jesus. Y'all come excited. It's, it's one of the big times of the week for you. And some of like it should be, it is the most important time of the week. It's the time we prepare for. I prepare for Sunday morning more than I prepare for anything else during my week. And why shouldn't I? Because it's the time we go to meet with God and we're fired up about it. Can you imagine how fired up you would be if you didn't have any sin, if you didn't, if you knew God and you could see everything clearly like the angels, can you imagine how they get fired up when we're getting ready to come to worship? I'm telling you, they are there and they are there watching and they're there in wonder because remember, they can't experience God's grace like you can and they're excited 
about seeing what God is doing. And let me tell you something. They're excited about seeing what God's doing in your life along the path of your life because you're like Rocky Balboa. You ain't got a chance. If you look at you from the spiritual perspective, you have no chance. You are, you're done for. Apollo Creed's going to knock you out in the first round, and he doesn't. And the reason he doesn't is because God before us, who can stand against us? And can you imagine the angels saying that? You are the great Rocky movie of all time for the angels. You're, you have no chance, and yet you're victorious each and every day in each and every way because of God. And the angels love to see God's grace at work because they can't experience it in any other way other than seeing it through us. They, I would love to have been Tom Cruise in um, Top Gun and be able to fly that fighter plane, but I can't fly that fighter plane, so I've got to watch the movie, and I've got to see how it works out in the movie because I can't ever be that. The angels are the same way. They can't ever be lost and ever be cut off from God and ever be sin completely and utterly sinful, and yet the grace of God come in and the atonement of God sacrificed through Jesus Christ pays for that, and all of a sudden new life comes in where there was only death and destruction, and we become overcomers and powerful before him. The angels can't experience that like we can because they can't experience God's grace like we can. And they're not made in the image of God like we are. And so you are a great story for the angelic host. You're a movie beyond movies for the angelic host because, because they're watching and seeing the wonder of God's mercy and grace at work in you. And what a powerful thing that is. What a powerful understanding that is. And once you understand that, you realize how important the spiritual actually is. And you understand how important the spiritual actually is at work around you. And it says that when Jacob saw them, notice Jacob realized that they were there. And that might even be the same moment you're having right now, to realize that the angelic host is around you all the time and to realize that the angelic hosts are there to minister to you and to help you and to bring God's, bring God's message and bring God's hope into your life. They're ministering to you. They're taking care of you. They're serving you. That's what minister means. It means to serve. So many times we think of ministers as rulers, but the truth is the word minister or dekana from the New Testament is to serve. It's the word servant. And angels are serving spirits sent to serve the saints of God. And it says, when Jacob saw them, he said, God, this is God's camp. And everywhere where you are, everywhere in the world that you are, no matter where you go, no matter what time it is, no matter what season of life you're in, you're actually in God's camp because the kingdom of God is inside of you and God's camp is right there. And the angels are there and the kingdom is at work there. And uh, so many times we see that in church and you can feel the kingdom of God there among us. Yesterday, it had a powerful note to it. Yesterday, I know when God has really moved in the room, because you people naturally move, and they naturally sway, and they naturally engage, and say amen, or speak a little bit during the service, or maybe they're getting them a candy bar, or, or maybe they're focusing on something else. But when God comes in, to a, when the Holy Spirit just comes down like a cloud of power on a room, Everybody becomes still and quiet and focused. And that happened yesterday, and it was powerful when it happened. And understanding that the spiritual can totally control the physical in a moment is, is a wonderful thing. It's a powerful thing. And uh, 
Oh, you miss out on it when you don't put yourself in a position to do it by not being at church, or you miss out on it when you don't come expecting to see and to meet with God, and you allow the things of this world to distract you from what God's doing on Sunday morning, and you you miss out on it when you don't prepare yourself to come and meet with God and come hear from God. You miss out on that. And I would say to you, just like that doctor said to my father-in-law, don't do that. That's the answer. Don't do that. Prepare yourself. Be expectant of God. Come expecting to hear from him. Come expecting to see him in a new way. Come expecting to worship him for who he is for you. And when you do, you're right there in the middle of God's camp because God's camp is made for you. God didn't make the camp for the lost and He doesn't really need a camp for the angels and himself. He's got heaven. If he's going to make a camp here on earth, the only reason he's got to make a camp here on earth is to make it here for you. It's the only reason he would have to do it. And isn't that exciting? Isn't that powerful? Isn't that that hope-filled that we would know that God has a camp for us? And that camp he's made for us is right here on this earth where we're at right now. Notice, and he called the camp... I'm going to say it, okay? And y'all get ready. I'm probably wrong. Mahanaim. Mahanaim is what he said it. And that's what my little program told me it said. Mahanaim is the place that he called it. And And that is an interesting, powerful name because it is the name that God gave for a double camp. It means a place where God and us meet together. It's a place where the spiritual and the physical meet together. It's a double camp. It's not just a camp of the physical, it's a camp of the spiritual. It's not just a camp of the spiritual, it's a camp of the physical. Wow. He said he called it Mahanaim because God met with him there and the physical met the spiritual. And by the way, that place where that camp is, that camp called Mahanaim, has moved from a physical location in the world. And now that location literally exists in your own heart. It's where the physical and the spiritual meet. It's the propitiation point. It's the, it's the spot where God reaches down and touches the physical world. And that place is moved from a, a temple made by human hands or a location on the map as it is here in, in Genesis chapter 32. That place has changed. And that place where God meets with you is literally in your own heart. And uh, the angelic host is there. And the kingdom of God has come. And the presence of God and the power of God is available. And the grace of God is poured out and the mercy of God is spent on his children. And and God's kingdom is alive there. And that kingdom and that place where God is alive is right where you are each and every day. And you're walking in it. And you are it. And you ought to be excited about it. You ought to recognize it. You ought to realize the power that is you. And the power that is what's going on around you is literally inside of you. You are the place where the spiritual meets the physical. And that really is the culmination of of this whole idea that we've been talking about this morning. You literally are the place where God's eternal and divine will is carried out in the physical world. It's you. It's you. I love I love the Band of Brothers. In one of the last episodes of Band of Brothers, they've been through all this fighting throughout Europe. They've 
jumped into, they jumped in on D-Day and they fought all the way through Holland and they fought through and now they're about to enter into Germany and the battle has raged and so many people have died and so many people have killed and Easy Company, which is a company of the of uh, the 87, the 101st Airborne Division, and it's got, it's had many leaders, and, and in fact, the primary character used to be one of the platoon leaders, and he became the company commander on the first day of D-Day, and then he's moved on up, and he's become the battalion commander, and uh, Easy Company has lost in this battle this day, they've lost their leader, and uh, their company commander, they lost him because he really didn't do any leading at all, and and uh, a new company commander's coming in who used to be a platoon leader in one of the other platoons, one of the other companies in the regiment. And uh, he comes in and uh, he takes over and there's this top. He's the head sergeant for the company. He's the uh, master sergeant in charge of the company, sergeant major. And he's been in charge really the whole time. He's been the one who took care of everything. And he's a sergeant, so he's a non-commissioned officer. And he uh, he's Every day, taking care of the men, every day provided leadership. Every day, time they went to fight, he was the one they looked to. And finally, they've got a good company commander because the guy who's taken over is a really is a real leader. And, and the guy that takes over says to him, well, I'm going to turn in. And he says, he says, First Sergeant, is there anything that, uh, that I need to know? And First Sergeant says, no, sir, we just, we're just happy to have finally have a leader. And, uh, and that captain turns to him and says, this company's always had a leader, always had one man who took care of them, always had one man who stood up for them, always had one man who led them in the midst in the teeth of battle. And you can tell that the first sergeant doesn't realize who he's talking about. You can tell that he doesn't know what's going on. And he says, the captain says to him, you don't even know who I'm talking about, do you? And the first sergeant says, no, sir, he says, hell, First Sergeant, it's you. You've been the leader. You've been the one doing this. We've always had a great leader in this company, and it's you. I would say to you today that you've always been the place where God was moving. You've always had that place deep inside of you where the physical met the uh, spiritual where God's plan was at work. It's always been there. You just need to realize it. You need to realize who you are. And when you realize who you are, there's nothing really else better than that. And let me tell you something. That's where the kingdom is. It's in you. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.